Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Glass Hearts podcast where we are creating a safe space for us to be vulnerable and to share our stories. Um, I know I just said this off camera, but I want to say it on camera or on the mic for anybody who's actually listening and not watching. Um, but again, I appreciate you guys, my team, and I want everybody else to hear that because I could not do this without you. Like this vision would not be possible without you guys. And I know you guys sacrifice things to be here. And y'all know I'll feed you to the to the to the, to the moon drops. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I can do, <laughs> I'm I'ma do it for you. Y'all are y'all my people. So I just want to say how much I I love you so much. <laughs> I love you love so you too. much. <laughs> So, you know, you got to you got to tell people how you feel about them. I think that's I think that's very important. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I don't think we share that enough sometimes. Yeah. And you know, depending on how you grew up, you may not know you loved until you're 23. Mm. Because you're seeking approval, you know, from you know, your parents and your family members and different things like that. Um so today I wanted to start off with our I wish I knew topic, right? And going into what I was just saying about relationships and um, how a lot of them can be unhealthy, not all, but a lot can be unhealthy and making sure that we're navigating those in a, a way that we're not putting ourselves on the back burner because I, have, I did that for years. I did that till literally... 2022 mm -hmm. I would put everybody else in front of me um and it placed me in a lot of positions where I hurt I got hurt a whole lot um so my statement is I wish I knew that not all relationships lasted forever even if they're friendships and sometimes it's your own family members you know, regardless of just, like, relationships that are, you know, intimate, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, that type thing. Um, I just knew, especially coming from the South, that, you know, I was going to have these friendships for the rest of my life. And we were going to, you know, be down forever. And then you find out so-and-so never really liked you. You was like, oh, mm -hmm. this is news. I, we done hung out. I done, we done went to the movies. We done ate dinner at each other's house and, and all of a sudden is huh I don't right. understand um but one of the things that I was really really focusing on in 2022 was isolating myself so that I could heal and again going back to what I had said a few episodes ago my dad is the one who taught me how I related to other people in relationships. So emotionally, I put everybody else before I put myself. And in doing so, it made me emotionally on the back burner and people were able to use me whether they knew it or they didn't. And with that, it, it was very hurtful to be giving your all in a relationship and you not receive that back mm -hmm. and it's draining and one of the things that you know I didn't realize was needed for everybody is boundaries right 
I'm just I'm thinking like, oh, okay, like this is my best friend or this is my family member or this is my boyfriend. They're the person I can be the most vulnerable with. Why do I need boundaries? What are boundaries for? What, because people are human. Right. People make mistakes. They not gonna get everything right. They not gonna say everything the right way. And if you don't teach people how to treat you, they're going to treat you however you allow them to treat you. And I think for me, one of the hardest things that I had to watch in my own life from a perspective was when you had mentors who are supposed to mentor you, and then it goes in a completely different direction. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, ah. Uh, I thought you were supposed to be here for me, but you're using me to get what you need out of this job. You're not right. really here to, to teach me what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. You're manipulating me because you have the power to do so because I'm ignorant in this area. And because at the time I'm young and giving and loving and you see that, you're going to use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it took, I think, almost no it absolutely it took seven years for me to come from under that mentorship yeah. and really disassociate myself from that person um and it was hard because it was someone who I respected it was someone who was like a second parent figure to me it was someone who I was vulnerable with as far as like different things that were happening at the time in my life and I needed advice and to find out that, you know, certain people didn't want to work with me because I was working with that person. Mm -hmm. Or certain people didn't want to deal with me. They were like, I want to deal with you, but I don't want to deal with that person. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, well, and I had, like, this loyalty complex. Like, well, yes and no, I'm loyal to this person, but it was killing my career right. at the same time. You think there was some jealousy in that mentorship as well with you being, like, someone who is young and eager and willing to work and extremely gifted and talented. Do you think in mentorship, sometimes a person who was older or more experienced sees the potential in you and they're trying to like suppress that? I never thought about that in that situation, mm -hmm. like for myself. I totally agree with you for sure. Um, I don't think I thought about that for me that that person could have been jealous of me. Um, it could be possible. Um, I know we were talking off camera about this, how people see the light in you and they want to destroy that. Mm -hmm. Um, the Bible talks about it when, when Jesus was born and he was saying that the wise men saw his star, right? Cause everybody's born with a star, right? That's why celebrities are called right? Um, the wise men saw his star. They were like, oh, we know there's a king that was born. Like, where, where he at? What's up? You know? And when Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar found out about that, he was like, what king? I'm the only king. And he sought to kill Jesus. It's that same thing. You know, and, but he lied about it, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go worship the king, too. I'm going to be there for him, too. I want to give him gifts. Let me know when you find him so that I can bring my gifts. And there are some people who, who bring you gifts of death, destruction, derailment, and delay. 
Um, and you have to be careful with that. Um, when you are in a relationship past its season, it becomes unhealthy, um, either on your side or on both sides. For me, that relationship was very manipulative, very, very manipulative. Um, and I kind of didn't know how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I've had experience with mentorship, too, where it's like feels like a second mom. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've opened up, shared personal stories. Um, they're guiding me, supporting me for an extended period. And then when it actually came time for them to advocate for me to take the next step, literally spoke down on me to, in my, to my face. Mm-hmm. And even like, you know, the, the word that I was told was I wasn't capable. Mm. And so I'm like, maybe maybe you meant to choose a different word. Uh, what you mean by that? And right. kept trying to guide it, and she, like, stood ten toes down on that. Right. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, if you're my mentor and I'm not ready, then what have we been doing? Because you, that is your job. You're supposed to make sure I'm ready and I have right. the skills. And she was, it wasn't a situation where she was trying to prepare me so I can be ready. It was just a literal, like, no, I don't, just challenging me as if, we didn't spend the last three years mm. building, building. Yes. And, um, and when I look at it, I definitely feel like it was a situation where it was at my age. She didn't want me to get to that position and make that amount of money because it took her much longer to get yep. there. And it yep. was like, no, I need you to be in a position where you need me. Mm-hmm. And if you get in this role, then you're not going to need me in the same way. You're going to make relationships and connections with other people that I you know, may not have, or, you know, I think seeing the light in me and then using the personal stories that I shared against mm-hmm, me and that's to manipulate you to make it seem like that's why you're not ready. You can't handle this. You can't handle that. And it's like, Oh, if I would have known that this is how this was going, I would have never shared that with exactly. you. You would have never known my vulnerabilities in that way to, to use it against me later. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole point of acceleration. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of mentorship so that you don't have to go through what I went through exactly. to get here. That's the whole point, and to accelerate get, you. And if I grow and I get better, that that's a reflection of you, number one, because if you're my mentor, that, that means you did your job well. And then, two, as a community, that when I grow, you grow. Exactly. If I'm in a position where I have more, then that means you have more. And then you have a team of people mm-hmm. who you are mentoring, who are doing the same thing, and you're able to outsource people like, hey, mm-hmm. I trained this person, I trained this person, I trained that. Let me that. call this person for a favor. Let Period. Me pull in That's your favor. name yeah. on that training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how people can just feel so selfish to, like, try and keep everything for themselves. Then you don't need to be mentoring anybody right. at all. Um, but I never even, like you said, I never thought about that, her being jealous of me. That actually, in the years that that was in the past, that has never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Never. I think that's usually what it is. And my from what I've seen in my experience and other people that I know mm-hmm. who've had mentorship go wrong, it's that fear of you're gonna get there faster, you're gonna get mm-hmm. further. What people didn't like about me, you have that mm-hmm. that's good and they're gonna love that about you. Mm-hmm. And it generally that's what it is. And I don't even know if they're always aware of it. Yeah. And then the fact that you see all the talents that I may not see in myself, mm-hmm. and you utilize it for your benefit. Yeah. And so you keep me abreast of all the good little small things that I'm doing, 
But like you said, talk down to me about everything else. Like I, I got called out my name. Hmm. And that for me was when I kind of like switched into Too a far. whole nother mode. And I was like, this shit just not your mentor. What? <laughs> and she was supposed to be, you know, n- not saying people aren't human. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I didn't do anything that bad to be called out my name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? However, she was supposed to be um, a woman who was a woman of God, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to be not just a mentor, like in business and da 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 da. But you're supposed to be bringing me up in business and in the word. Mm-hmm. And you're going to call me out my name? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And so um, that was a really hard situation for me just because without having boundaries and the loyalty that I would give, mm-hmm. especially back then, um, I literally endured seven years of abuse. Verbal and mental mm-hmm. abuse. Not knowing it was abuse. Mm-hmm. To a certain degree, some of it was. And um, there was, she would say a whole bunch of stuff, and I'd be like, nope, I don't receive that. Nope, I don't receive that. And she was like, why do you keep saying that? I said, because I don't like what you said, and I'm not, I'm not going to let you speak that over me. Right. Period. And she was like, hmm. I was like, you don't just get to, just because you're my mentor doesn't mean you get to say and speak over me whatever you want to speak over me. I'm sorry. Right. And she tried to break me, literally break me. And I, I couldn't see that then. I can see that now, though. And going back to what you were saying about that, um, you would use all the different situations that I would tell her about and manipulate. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, well, you can't do that because remember you had that problem with such yes. and such. Literally, oh. I had the same thing. I didn't feel – I felt like she was trying to bully me, though. I mm-hmm. don't know about breaking me. I feel like she tried to bully me. It's all of that. And – um. Bully me to still do favors. Because once I realized what it was, I started saying, no, my boundaries started going up. Well, we don't talk anymore. You don't tell me anything. No, you damn right Period. I don't tell you anything. I have nothing, nothing to tell you. You thought I was weak because I was sharing with mm-hmm. you, but you didn't know. No, I can build a boundary mm-hmm. there. I can hold my own, and I can lean on people that I can actually trust, which is no longer you. So, no, I don't want to talk to you about my personal life. Why would I do that? That's and- and that was an issue, too. She needed to know everything I was doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everything I'm doing does not have anything to, anything do, with to do with what we're doing right here. Yeah. You don't need to know my entire life. Why didn't you tell me about such and such? Uh, I didn't know I had right. to. Yeah. And kinda, Why does that matter? And with the I wish I knew, I think I wish I knew that not only in romantic relationships, breaking those relationships, I wish I knew that breaking in a mentorship, breaking in a friend, breaking in those other relationships are just as hard, if not harder, mm-hmm. because I'm used to having heartbreak from a romantic relationship. Yeah. But when you yeah. lose a friend, when you lose a mentor, and you're just playing back in your head, like, what happened? And yeah. when did I not see this coming? And yeah. all of that, I wish I understood that. Any relationship that matters to you is going to hurt when you lose it. Mm-hmm. And also to your point, because I, with the friendships, I knew, I experienced young that people would smile in my face and mm. wish me ill and mm. stab me in the back. I started experiencing that on a large scale and as young as like probably 10. Mm. Um, like large, like whole classroom <laughs> is like what? called in to 
decide whether or not Kelly was up to this or that. And it's like, what, what? is going on right here? This everybody's. Uh, <laughs> so because one girl had an issue with me. So stuff like that. So I've, I I learned early that, okay, so everybody's not my friend, even yeah. though, and there's a lot of jealousy because I am bright, I'm a light, I move how I want to in most rooms that I'm in mm-hmm. since I was young and everybody didn't have that confidence. Mm-hmm. But I think another I wish I knew when it comes to the friendships that I haven't learned until I got older was they can end, but not necessarily because something bad happened. Sometimes the friendships end because you just kind of grow apart and yeah. you end up on different pages. Yeah. And that is something that I've been experiencing more in my adulthood. And that one has been, you know, just a little bit more challenging to navigate because it's like we didn't have any beef. There was nothing wrong. I don't even dislike you, but the closeness, we're no longer in alignment. Mm-hmm. Period. I want to keep talking about that, but I, w- I need to go back to this elementary school oh, story. Yeah. If you feel comfortable, like, can you break that down? Like, what was that? Um, so I'll be honest. I was fast in a sense when okay. I was younger. I had older sisters, so I was exposed to other things that probably people in my class wasn't. So things like, like, let's say I would, I would be cussing sometimes. Every, all okay. of us did, but I don't know. It was a, a particular girl who had a close friend but she didn't I had a lot of friends and she didn't like that and she basically everybody's cussing everybody does whatever but she felt a way about me so she went and I guess told her mom or something the mom told the principal the principal called the entire class into the office first thing in the morning we're all in there no idea what it is and then it's like who in here has heard Kelly cuss whoa mind you you know what I mean and I'm like good morning and nobody in there rose their hand because everybody's guilty of it. Right. Only the girl who told on me rose, rose her, her hand. hand. And I'm like, what the heck is going on Wait, right the here? The brought all the kids in there. Yes. So it was like, what, 30 of us in the room all standing tight in her office, like shoulder to shoulder to call me out because I guess however she presented it to her mom. And then I think it was something else like. What was the other? It was some other thing. I don't know. You know, when we when we were younger, I don't know what it was, but you know, we had our different like slang of how you like go back and forth with people. It's like, well, yeah. did you call somebody? I don't know. Maybe I said a wannabe or something, as if that was like the. Yeah, I'm like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, what does that mean? I was like, she want to be somebody, you know, like just a kid. <laughs> but it was true. Oh my and, god. And um, she just was upset that I. I think when I look at it like that, I moved the way I did, that I had, I was, I had, everybody was my friend if I wanted them to be. Like, I I was a pretty bossy kid. I was too. Yeah, like, I just was. (laughs) And um, she didn't like that. And then that continued, like. Even as I got older, like in seventh grade, it was like another group of girls, like all of a sudden we were all close. All of a sudden they decided they didn't like me. And then it's like, Kelly said this, Kelly said this, Kelly said this. And it's like, I I don't have, I never have had a problem with owning up to what I said. And it's like, I did say that. And this is what I meant by it. I did say it. She's twisting it and make it sound like this. But what I really meant was this. You know what? I did say that I was wrong for that. I get why you would be mad. Like I was like that at that young age because I feel like I had to be. They were coming for me. It's like, okay, let's address it yeah um but then like for a whole school year it's like girls like trying to play pranks on me and just like trying to fight me trying to do different things because 
they didn't like that I moved how I moved, probably didn't like that the family I came from, just didn't like it. You know what you're making me realize? What? Number one, we have similar stories, number one. Number two, for the first time talking to you and hearing you say it, I have always had a problem with people like that, too, Mm -hmm. and didn't realize that, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, it's just them. Mm -mm. But I've had those times where it was a group of girls ganging up on me. Mm Mm-hmm. And oh, and they were like, "Oh, you want to fight? You want to do such and such?" And I'm like, "Huh? Yeah, like no, what? we I all don't. fighting? It's just not me. We all fighting." <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we it's it's a show. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a show. Like what's happening? You know, um, that was my elementary school, you know, experience. Uh, <laughs> crazy how we think we grown mm-hmm. and we that Girl, small. So number I one, was so grown. I was way too grown. Number one, <laughs> and then like. Just the experience of, you know, friends turning their backs on you. I'm thinking, like, oh, I've only had a few instances of this happening to me. And hearing you say that brought up memories Mm -hmm. of stuff. I was like, oh, my God, this has been repetitive. Mm -hmm. So going back to what you said about in your adulthood and and separating from those adult friendships, um, I've had quite – quite a few adult friendships that I've ended up separating from for various reasons. Some turned their backs on me mm-hmm. and just like left me <laughs> when I needed them mm-hmm. the most. Um, and then others, it, the season was up mm-hmm. and we were hurting each other mm. because the season was up and it wasn't like we were doing it on purpose, but we needed and desired two different things that we could not give each other. I guess that's my, I wish, I wish I knew right now even is how to dissolve those relationships when the season is up. How do you know when the season is up or when it's just a rough season? I prayed. Um, around sometime, um, around the new year, I was um, visiting some family and I was just up at four something in the morning because my cousin was up at four something in the morning playing music. She's a, she's an artist. And so she's on, it's like a three story house. And all I could hear was her music. And I was like, girl, you need to go to bed, bro. Like, I know we like on holiday and everything, but you need to go to bed. And I couldn't sleep. Also it was freezing because that's how it is in the South freezing. And so, um, I can't sleep. Because I'm cold, and then my cousin's playing music, and so I'm just up. So I decided to pray. And all of a sudden, I hear the Holy Spirit tell me, he was like, one of your friendships is about to dynamically change. And he told me who the person was, and I was like, okay. Are you going to give me more of how? He was like, no. Hmm. Oh, so you just going, oh, okay, well. And the, as the year flowed, oh, all hell broke loose. Mm. Literally, all hell broke loose. Um, I feel like that person was just mad at everything that I did. I couldn't do anything right. Um, I had already gone through a purging season at that time. Um, and I was not the same person anyway. Mm-hmm. 
And so how how I handled uh, issues and conflict were not going to be the same as that person knew right. then. So you're going to get a different side that you probably have never experienced before because what I didn't realize was that I felt stifled in that relationship. Mm. I did not feel like I could be 100% my whole self without triggering that person. Mm-hmm. And God was like, yeah, he just gave it to me little bit by bit. And he was basically saying all the stifling that you've been feeling in your career in this and that, your friendships and your relationships, I'm about to end it now. Mm. And I think around that time, um, I ended up changing management because my management was stifling me. And they ended up, you know, um, leaving. Um, And that friendship particularly was a, a real dynamic that kept buzzing off. And I was like, God, what you want me to do? Like, I'm here, and I see the drama, but I need you to to show me and tell me where exactly you want me to go. Like, do we continue with this? Do we end it, et cetera? And so it was a long journey, and it got to a point where God finally, after each, like, session, he finally told me, he was like, it's time to let it go. Hmm. And I said, how would I do that? Right. Like, do I just go, don't text me, don't call me, you know what I'm saying? Like, or do I do I let it wing? Do I not hang out with it? How does that even work? And so that's something that I just navigated slowly and asked for wisdom. I was like, okay, I don't know how to do that, so you need to close the door. Because mm-hmm. I'm not the person who just, I'm never the person that cuts people off. I know people that do that. I'm not that person, I can't do it. I'm somewhere in between. It takes me a long time yep. to do it, but once I do it again, I'm very, I'm pretty direct. So I had a friendship right. I have one right now that kind of dissolved, and I just, I took my time. But I told her, I don't think we, I don't think I'm supposed to be your friend in this season. I don't think I'm the one that's supposed to be holding your hand because I didn't feel comfortable with how she began to judge and kind of attack me and my personhood and where I was. And I'm like, I don't think. I just don't think that's what it is right now. I yeah. love you. I wish you well. Yep. But that's just not what it is. Yeah. But it, that's, I think it's that, I don't know that I could do that in romantic relationships, though. Again, it takes me a long time. It's hard. But then once I do, it's generally, I don't, I don't go once backtrack. I, once I cut you off, like you said, it takes a long time, like years. Yeah. Once I cut you off, I cut you off. Mm-hmm. Like you're not getting back in Mm -hmm. um that happened with my ex um I dated him and he was one person and then when we actually got into a relationship he showed this whole nother side and I was like yeah that's not gonna work for me and I gave him a limited amount of time I was like either we're going back to what we were or if this is who you really are I don't want anything to do with that right and he was trying to date me again and come back and I was Mm -hmm. like I, I don't even see you the same. Like, you're, the attraction is not even there for me. Right. You know? So, for me, that relationship is already, like, a no-go for me. Um, again, it takes me a long time to get there. Um, but I got there quickly with him because I had already learned how to create boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so, what would have taken me years to do and would have gone through years of anguish and turmoil in a relationship, 
I did in three months. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. We were together for three months. Mm. And I was like, I've been through this quite a few times. And I'm not going to put myself in the same unhealthy position for you to use me. And the fact that you're being vocal about it and actually telling me that that's what you want me to do, that oh, you want wow. me to be the sit-on-the-side-shelf girlfriend and I'll pay attention to you when I get to it. Oh, wow. Is not is not what I want and is not what we agreed upon when we got into this relationship. So if that is who you want to be, I wholeheartedly support you. But I will not be in a relationship with you when you do it. Right. I'm not going to be your trophy girlfriend, eventually wife, because you wanted to be with me, and so you pretended to be something else, and then all of a sudden now you're you're like, yeah, no, like, I'll, I'll see you when I see you. Huh? <laughs> Where they do that at? Yeah, that's what? wild. <laughs> so I was like, no. But I wish I knew that soul ties weren't just for your boyfriend and your girlfriend and your husband and your wife. That you can have soul ties with friends, mentors, and other mm-hmm. people. Unhealthy soul connections mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. people you're in relationships with. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, never, feel, I, I feel like I, you... Because I never really... I only do think of soul ties when I think of like a sexual relationship mm-hmm. for the most part. But when you say that another friend that I, I, oof, I had a lot of friends. Remember I said young, I had a lot of friends. Me and so too. I also learned that friends, I'm using that word too loosely. So I had a friend though, who I fell out with maybe it was, was like probably my early thirties, you know, a girl's trip going bad type situation. Yeah. But when we fell out, this was a girl I knew since I was, like, nine years old. So Mm. I didn't think it was a fallout. I just thought it was an argument and we just needed time. Yeah. But the time never came back around for us to talk. But the girl and then the other girls in the friendship, they would show up in my dreams often, Mm. regularly. Wow. And it was because we never actually talked about it. And so they kept showing up in my dreams. I had told them, like, when you're ready, I'm ready to talk. Never hit me up. Wow. Years went by, three years, still having dreams here and there, like dreams that wake me up, dreams that felt real, yeah. conver- things, unsaid things happening in the dreams yeah. to the point where I'm like, God, I cannot keep dreaming about these girls. I don't care anymore. I, I was open. They can reach out to me. They didn't. And so eventually I just reached out to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's talk about it. I I rather deal with it in the 3D here instead of in my dreams. Exactly. And so as, as soon as I did that, I don't dream about them no more. So it made me realize, oh, that was a soul tie. That's why they're showing up like that. Because the connection was so strong. We were still communicating, mm-hmm. even though we hadn't actually physically communicated in years. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy how you don't have to have sex with someone to have a ungodly soul tie. And going into my next point, it can also stem from a manipulative relationship. I was in an emotionally and mentally abusive relationship with this guy, and I didn't know I was in one. I just knew something was wrong, and I knew that apparently there was always something wrong with me. There Mm. was, like, nothing right. And it went – I tried to break up with him several times, and I don't know if people actually – know that 
I tried to break up with him several times and he wouldn't let me. Like he would always talk his way out of being broken up with, right? And so by the time he got here, y'all, because he's he's not American. And so when he came to the States, I picked him up from the airport, y'all. I dropped him off where he was staying, and I went home and cried. And I was like, why am I crying like this? Why do I feel like this? What is going on? I should be happy. My boyfriend's here. We get to spend time together. Why am I crying? Why do I feel this way? And I had had two dreams that were very different but simultaneous in meaning right? And the dreams, I, I, for some reason, they came back to my head at that moment. And I looked them up in, in my um, dream book. And it was basically meaning or saying that I was in mental turmoil and mental anguish. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel right now. And, but I don't know why. But I know it's because of him. And I don't know why I feel trapped that's what it was, and I didn't, I didn't know. I was, it was like I was in a cage that I knew was there but couldn't see. You know, like I feel like I can't go nowhere, but I can't definitely go somewhere. It's open, but I feel like I can't go nowhere. I was trapped. And so that turned into a, a whole thing because now I had to figure out how to break up with him, but now he's in my country staying with my family oh, wow. and infiltrating himself into my friends. And I don't know what to do now because I'm trapped, literally. I'm not happy. There's always something wrong. I never do anything right. Like, it was just all this up and down. And I'm definitely, you know, I'm straightforward. During that season of our relationship, I was definitely like, you know what? If you're going to be like this, we're not, we can't get married. And I told him straight up, I said, I will not marry you this way. I said, if we don't fix this. It's not going to happen because we were definitely walking that walk to pursue forever. And so he was like, oh, no, da, 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 da. And he would say things like, well, you know, I changed this and I changed that. And um, you're still not happy. I said, you actually didn't change anything. You changed for a day or for a week right. and went right back to what you were doing. And that is why I'm not happy. You didn't change. You manipulated me. You pretended like you were going to do something, and you didn't. And I stayed, and now I'm back in a situation that I told you I didn't want to be in. Mm -hmm. And so it just got really, really deep, and I guess he ended up having conversations with some of my friends behind my back about me, about my mom, just about our relationship dynamic. Like, my dad was not here for it at all in the beginning. He was like, nope, nope, nope. He was like, hell no. Tell him no. I was like, you embarrassing me. Can you like, <laughs> like, can you chill a little bit? You but are really knew. embarrassing me. He was like, hell no. I was like, dad, dad, dad. Mm -mm. And so um, it just really became a problem. And I began to see my friends slowly back away from me. That they were you? my friends. And I was so... Thoroughly confused. I was like, nigga, y'all my friends. Like, I mean, I know y'all for him and everything, but I was here first. 
Wait, so they were backing away from you and staying connected to him? Mm. Oh, wow. I've never. And so it got Ooh. to the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It got to the point where I ended up reaching out because he had isolated me in our relationship. He had um, basically um, secluded me and us and our issues, even though I was reaching out for help. I didn't really know how to, but I did the best that I could at that time about what I knew. I was reaching out to help for my friends and like, y'all, this is what's going on. This is the drama. And I only reached out to a certain amount of people because I felt like those people wouldn't judge him and give me more sound advice than somebody who was outside of knowing him. They didn't be like, oh, girl, mm-mm, you need to, you know, I, I wanted someone who had a balance. And they had no advice for me. They, they my age with no relationship experience like mm-hmm. that. How, what were they going to help me with? No right. question. Yeah. You said you were asking your friends because you knew they had a balance of knowing him mm-hmm. versus someone from the outside mm-hmm. who would kind of be like judging him without knowing his character. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is also a sign that he's not a healthy person if someone who doesn't know his character you're telling them all of these crazy things that he's saying and doing to me i feel like that's a more honest opinion and viewpoint of him well let me give you context mm-hmm. um he was african mm-hmm. and there is already a stigma in the u.s mm-hmm. when you date an african man mm-hmm. right especially if he's not from here that maybe he got a wife or two or five mm-hmm in the another state, right? Or maybe he's just over here for a visa, or maybe there's already a stigma about that, right? And so what I did not want was for them to just see that and stigmatize him because of his ethnicity. Yeah. So that's a little bit harder um, because not every African person that comes to the States is about that, Mm -hmm. you know? Are there a lot of stories like that? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, there are lots of stories, you know. And unfortunately, I got a, a few signs from various and random people um, warning me about that before we, like, even got deeper into the relationship. Yeah, And I was like, you don't know him. Like, you judging him. You don't know him. But it was a warning that I did not you know, proceed to to listen to regardless. And so because they had met him and they knew him and spent some time with him, I felt that they had a more balanced view of his character than someone on the outside judging him for his ethnicity. Mm, Right. And so it was a little bit of a harder thing for me to talk about with people Mm -hmm. about it. And so when it came to the situations and seeing my friends back up, um, I was talking to my aunt and she was like, Reach out to your friends and tell them that you need them. And that's going to tell you everything you need to know. If they're really your friends, they'll reach back. And I did. And one person reached out. Hmm. Out of the whole team. Mm -hmm. And another person reached out, but that person reached out to say they reached out. Mm -hmm. They didn't reach out because they cared. They reached out. Oh, I did it too. Or, oh, I spoke. Like, no, you didn't. You didn't speak anything. You just wanted to appear Mm -hmm. like you were for or helping or, you know. But we didn't have a conversation because you left me hanging. Mm -hmm. One person out of a group of people, a group of my friends, reached out to me. 
And it was heartbreaking for me. It was hurtful because being from the South, I am, like, my friends, you family. Right. Like, if we friends, we might as well have the same blood. Yeah. Because I got you, you know. And to experience that, and even if you did have a problem with how I handled something, as a friend, would you not tell me? You're supposed to. That's what you're would you not communicate that with me? Hey, I'm confused as to why you handled this this way. What's going on? I don't like that. This is why I did that. Oh, okay, here's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, what about doing it this way? You know, that's what friends do. Mm-hmm. We like, hey, girl, you know, this really bothered me when you did this. But for people to never come up and say they had a problem tells me they didn't care. Number one. And then it also tells me where their loyalties were lying. You know, there was so there were so many dynamics with that relationship and the unhealthiness of it and how he was able to sway them and also really see visually how they actually felt about me in the end, technically. Right? Um, especially for you to just leave someone hanging like that. Mm-hmm. And so some I finally was able to get out that relationship. It was not an easy road how I got out of it it was very embarrassing um and I felt very secluded and isolated um but it was something that I had to do for my mental and emotional health because I was being abused and it got to the point where there were moments where I saw a whole different side of him that I never even knew existed and I was like this man would hit me if he had the opportunity And I was like, this is how people end up getting into physically abusive relationships. It does not start as a physical abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. It starts as an emotional and mental tie. Mm -hmm. They make you feel like you need them. You can't do anything without them. Or they make you feel like, you know, I'm trying to help you. Or I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? But everything is your fault. Everything is your issue. They don't take any responsibility. And obviously, I'm describing a narcissist, you know. Um, and it was, it was a lot. It was draining. I literally had to recover from that. Like, Absolutely. um, and, and I, I thank God in various ways that I got the gig that I got after that because I was able to leave and heal. Mm-hmm. And it was in those moments where I was secluded on a ship you know, um, journaling and reading, you know, for my own personal entertainment where I found out that I was in an emotional and mental abusive relationship because I didn't know what had happened. I just thought my friends betrayed me. I'm alone. Um, My boyfriend's gone. He's not who I thought he was. Blah, blah, blah. It's like life as you knew it is just not it's what it is It's not the anymore. same at all. Especially when you have friends that you think you're really going to do life with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. wish I knew though that one real solid friend is worth a bunch of quote unquote friends. Girl, you better preach. Because and as I get older and life happens on a more crazy level, things are happening, life changes, it's like I don't even have the capacity to have 
such a large group of friends yeah. because I the way I show up in my friendships, my friends are my family. So yeah. I need to be there and yeah. I cannot be there for 15 girls and mm-hmm. all 15 girls aren't even going to guarantee be there for me. Exactly. So just having that one maybe two solid friends that you know will show up for you and vice versa. And then being okay that it's okay that the other group are your acquaintances. Mm -hmm. It's okay that that's a home girl. Maybe you see her on her birthday Mm -hmm. or, you know, certain things. And that, that also is valuable. But I think is when we try to make everybody be our people in your family, every, that's not the role for everyone. And then you see how they can't handle that for you. no. You know, I, I saw that definitely uh, with a friend that I had. I felt like we were closer than what she was showing up as. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it until later. Mm-hmm. Because when we were supposed to be doing stuff together, she wasn't communicating. She left me hanging. I was like, hmm. And I had my other friends asking, like, is she really your friend? Yeah, I mean, I was like, your real friend be like, I didn't want to say anything, but (laughs) I don't think she's really your friend anyway. I don't think she actually your friend, And that's what I was going to ask. Like, how do you define a friend versus an acquaintance? Because I feel like I know a lot of people, but there's only a few people that I would say is my real friends. Mm -hmm. And that's because I'm just also passionate about the people that I have in my life. And... Sometimes I seclude myself from other people because I can't give because I can't give all that energy, mm-hmm. the same energy that I would give to the friends that I consider family. Yeah. So how do you draw the line in determining like this is someone who is family versus this is someone that I know who's an acquaintance? I know my friend friends, like family friends, I spend intimate time with them, you know whether that's on a one-on-one level or, like, even with us, I feel like us just doing this brings us closer just because we're, like, telling our stories. We're working on something. We're helping people by being vulnerable in these moments, right? Um, I feel like that intimate time, and we don't see each other all the time, right? But we're spending intimate time together, that to me, like you guys, I consider my family. You, like y'all, I would roll with y'all, whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? There's people that I spend more time with and I roll with them. People who I associate myself with or, you know, wouldn't mind hanging out with here or there. You're more of a, a friend acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Like, like we, we cool. You, you know what I mean? Like we good. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say, like, you my road dog. Like, you, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, it's my my personality and my character to have people. But in this season, I am learning that I give way too much. Mm-hmm. And that I have to use wisdom because people will drain you mm-hmm. and use you when they know that you'll do stuff for them. And they'll never give that back to you. And everything you got, you're going to have to replenish somewhere else because they're not going to feed off of you in any way, shape, or form. So in this moment, I'm learning to, again, boundaries, can't give like that to everybody. As much as you want to, as much as you empathize, and as much as you care and love people, because I do, I can't give that to everybody. Mm -hmm. So, again, 
my people who I spend intimate time with or I have these intimate conversations, maybe you across the state lines. You know what I'm saying? But we, we, we talk here and there and we're having our moments. Like when we see each other, we see each other. Yeah. We spend time. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to see somebody every day for them to be a good friend to you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to see. The, I, I, I have one friend. I see her once a year probably because mm-hmm. we just, we, first of all, we're in different states, mm-hmm. number one. But it's like nothing happened. When we see each other, we catch up. We do this. We, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how it's with my best friend. Like most of our friendship, she was living out of state, but we still closer than anybody who I did see day to day. Um, it wasn't an easy thing to navigate being in a long distance friendship, but because we were able to do that, it I think it showed me the that level of loyalty and commitment to the relationship and the friendship, even if it's time and space between us. Yeah. It's like, no, but if you call me and you need me, you better call me when you need me. Like yeah. there's a dedication and a commitment that certain friendships have. And there's a difference. Cause I have friends who will say, let me know if you need anything. Mm-hmm. I don't believe them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I think they say, because it sounds good. And I think if I really, really, really needed it, maybe they will pull through, but it, I don't, if I did need something, you're not the person that I would call. Or if they wanted to help you, it was because it benefits them in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I've had friends who, because sometimes I'm hesitant with creating new friendships too because of my experience with different girls and women. Mm-hmm. But then I'll have friends who I'll tell them I don't need anything and then they still put something on my front porch. So when that happens, I think that also told me, started to teach me what a real friend looks like because you don't have to ask when it's your real friend. Your friend is going to hear that you're going through something and they're Mm -hmm. just going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure out how to define it because I I have a big heart and I love everybody. And I have intimate moments with a lot of people because of that's just my nature. Like I have heart to heart with somebody walking down the street. Not moments. Residuals. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You invest in people. Yeah. I'm not talking about because we are both healers and givers. Mm-hmm. We're going to have those moments naturally just because of who we are and the gifts that God gave us. Mm-hmm. Right. But because of that, we mix. Oh, that's good. God, we mix up our gifting mm. with the intimate, the intimacy of friendship. Because mm. sometimes with me and you, we're just walking in the gift. Right. That God gave us to touch people's lives, to to heal, to to minister. And we mix those gifts up with, we should be friends. Mm-hmm. Or we had a moment, so now we're friends. Mm-hmm. No, that was a moment, and that was the season, and it's up. And we have to use wisdom in, that's done, move forward, move on. Right. That was all it was for. Yeah. It wasn't for it to go anywhere else right Mm -hmm. and I think that's where we get that yeah Yeah. that imbalance Mm -hmm. but I wanted to clarify also too um with the story with the friends when I got back um I ended up seeing quite a few of them when I got back and just to be around people who turn their backs on you and you don't cry at the drop of a hat Like, I knew God healed me. I knew that whatever he had did when I was on that boat for seven months Mm -hmm. and I was 
traveling the world and performing in front of thousands of people on a ship and doing all that stuff and singing and dancing, whatever that journey was, it was an acceleration of healing because I did not have to heal in front of the people who betrayed me. Mm. He pulled me out, secluded me into himself, mm. healed me, and then put me back where I was burned. Mm-hmm. And that's what God will do. God will be like, so uh, I know we started over here and it didn't end well, but now that you're healed, I'm putting you back. Because now you have an assignment. Now it's time to minister. Now it's time to be obedient. Now it's time to help other people in the same area going through this same thing and to support them, regardless of what they did or didn't do for you. Regardless. Because it ain't about you no more. You had your you moment. Your you moment is done. I feel like you're getting a revelation. (laughs) No, I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know about the, I don't know. And I'm not saying that happens to everybody, but yeah. it has definitely happened to me a few times. And so coming back and seeing some of the people I've had, besides the one who initially reached out to me and we sat down and we talked about as much as I could, um, two other people apologized out of that group. And... When I had spoken to them or talked to them and heard heard what they had to say, you know, it wasn't a long apology or anything like that or an intense conversation, but when they apologized, I was like, someone sees me. Mm. I'm not the crazy one. Like, you see that I just wasn't out here making stupid, foolish decisions. Like, this was really something that was happening and going on. And... I wish I knew that just because you heal from something does not mean that you don't have to go back and return and and heal others. Because sometimes the source of your pain is exactly where God places you back in to heal the same people who went right through Hmm. what you went through. And it's an interesting place to be only because you know you're walking in obedience because you don't feel no kind of way about it no more. Mm-hmm. And to be back in the place where I could say I don't trust anybody here and allow God to use me and still have a heart for you, regardless of, hey, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Like, And I legit mean that. Like, how are you? Like, are you mm-hmm. good? I pray for you. But it, it's not going to go beyond that. Right. Because your heart is not for me. My heart is still for you. I still pray for you. I still, like, uh, when things come up in my spirit about the certain people, Lord, bless, Lord, help. Lord, you know, whatever it is, fix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But your heart ain't for me. And I know it because I still dream about you. Mm-hmm. Not in the soul tie way, but because my heart wants to release and trust, because I'm a very trusting person, God has to remind me. I, 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 I. Don't forget. Nope. 
he literally will remind me like, oh, okay, Lord, well, some time has passed. We can now reopen that door. He'd be like, and dream. I'd be like, okay, we can't open the door. Can't mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. You know? So um, I just think it's really important for us to know when to create those boundaries and when to separate ourselves. And you don't have to know it all, know how. You just got to be willing. That's all God wants. God just wants people who are willing to be obedient to him because everything is for our protection and for our benefit because he loves us. You know, y'all, thank you for being vulnerable with us. I'm sure some of you shared like a tear or something. And if you didn't, you're still good. <laughs> but uh, this is the end of our podcast. Share it. Uh, send it to your peoples. Like it. Uh, we would love to hear what you have to say. And we would love to know uh, your thoughts on this subject. And what else you want to hear from us? See you later. <laughs>